everybody. Welcome back to the Why Not Us podcast. This is my good friend, Mike McGowan. I'm Carter Kramer. We have a special guest today, Mr. Chad Bacham. Welcome. Uh, yes. How are we you. doing? How are we doing? Thanks for having me. Appreciate Dude, it. Thanks for doing this. So, absolutely. Uh, quick background. I know uh, I know you from uh, you taught my son in yeah, school. Absolutely. Yeah, I had Payson, uh, math in seventh grade. I think you only had to beat him like two or three times. Yeah, school well, year, we got right? him off of wrestling. That was yeah, the best part. And he we got loved him off of wrestling. We got him off of wrestling and cross country and Dude, so good I, kid, love him. Can I talk about that really quick? Because this go is awesome. Thing. Part of the reason I wanted you to do this is I had I gained a huge amount of respect for you, man. And I want to say how much I appreciate all teachers because we need more good teachers in the world that we live in. I think teachers are undercompensated for what they do. I think they're undersupported, right? So for me, this is like a big deal to do this podcast. And I had teachers and coaches that did the same thing for me that you did for Payson, which was you got him like reignited about school and about sports and being on a team. Dude, that is awesome. Thank you for that. Man, I appreciate it. You know, and and for me, for me, that's my goal every day. Like that, that is what I, I mean, you are a motivator, man. There's no question about it. I love my job for that reason. And I'm just going to say, I knew about you from Payson before I knew about. Yeah. Yeah. So my, one of the first things, you know, obviously I hear from Payson when he comes, I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to tell about you for just a second. That's fine. Hey, I hear from Payson, you know, he comes home from school. He's been in, and, and we'll, we'll talk about some of this more, but you know, he's coming off of the, the kind of the COVID policy school year and he got really bummed about school. Man, he was down and out. He wasn't getting to see his friends in school. He kind of lost some of the social aspects of, of being in school. And next thing you know, dude, his grades start to suffer. He's kind of, he's dragging ass, dude. He just, you know, he's having a tough time. He, he has an opportunity to go into Mr. Bacham's class, Chad's class, and he comes home and I can see it in his fucking eyes. You guys like to see him come back and be like, dad, I'm excited about my math class. I'm excited about, you know, and, and then to be able to kind of push him into doing some things in sports, I think for him, it's kind of pushing his comfort zone. Yeah. It's motivation, man. And you know what, dude? He learned so much. Thank you so much, dude, hey, for hey, taking that step to pull him aside and say, look, bro, try it out. I appreciate it. I mean, that's why I got into it. I mean, that's the part about it. Yeah, I, I mean, awesome. I, I said on a previous podcast, I don't know which what, what number it was or what episode it was, but I still remember, you know, Mr. Moretti, a social studies teacher in high school who had a, a, a distinct impact. Mr. Kirby, my AP his, American history teacher, distinct impact, right? Like I can, yes. I can name several teachers that I learned from and or like that, that just had an impact. No, I had people and, change my life. Yeah. Man. And I mean, so, yeah, I don't know if you understand, man, that, that Payson is going to be sitting around hopefully someday at the age of 40 and he's going to remember you know hey well, mr Bach, hey, i appreciate it i mean that's I'm, i miss that kid good kid it's, it's a huge deal kid i appreciate day. that thank you <laughs> thank you just, hey, he started high school now right? yeah dude yeah. he started high school i went to the to yeah. kennedy you know ninth grade. jesus yeah. christ man i want to blow my brains out yeah. it was the i mean how, no how, offense it was, how old do you feel uh, dude, don't break. Come on. I don't, I don't think age anymore. Don't, don't start saying that. It's going to make me feel because like, man, I'm, we're all getting old. Man, dude. I've been there forever. We're all getting old. Um, all right. Well, let's dive into the meat of this yeah, thing. Yeah. And, uh, and again, man, our goal of getting guests on the podcast has been, you know, Mike and I have spewed out a lot of our opinions, I think, through these first episodes. And I, I think our goal was to kind of get people to understand what's our position and where do we stand on some of these things. But it's so much more valuable to have somebody in here speaking that has lived the experience and has firsthand experience with some of the stuff. Um, and I want to make sure that's clear is that nothing that we say today, dude, is about the school system. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the public school system. My kids have gone there and my daughter's going to continue to go through that school system. I put them there for a reason. Um, this is really simply just to talk about your firsthand experience with some of the things going on in the public school system today. Um, so I want to make sure that, you know, uh, first of all, I want you to feel comfortable to speak the truth and, yep. it's, and it's your truth, right? Mm-hmm. doesn't mean yep. people that you no, agree or disagree, yeah, yeah. But, but in no way, shape or form are we trying to throw any specific school system under any boss or, or anything yeah, like right. that, right? That's this right. is yeah. this is a big, big, big issue with um, how much our state governments have started to spew out policies within our public school systems and how it affects you as a teacher. Fair enough. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I, I lay down yeah. some fair rules, boys. No, I feel no, like yeah, yeah, does that, does yeah, that work no. for you? Yeah, it works. That's right. Right. Yeah, and if at any point, man, you're not comfortable answering anything, you know, just don't. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. The oh, last yeah. thing I want to do is is get you in trouble or have somebody take this and do something stupid with it. So, and there's a lot of stupid people out there. Um. So anyway, so let's dive into it. Do you want to get started? Why don't you start? Yeah. I feel like it, well, is, well, the first question much I had, but I think you already answered it. I said, you know, why did you get into teaching? And you, I mean, simply said. You, Make a difference. Man, yeah. I mean, honestly, to be the truthful story that I tell all the kids is I had no idea what I wanted to do when I went to college. And then my dad told me to take a teaching class. And I walked in and there's 22 girls and two dudes. And I was like, <laughs> I, can, I can make this work. Like, that's, that, I that like is, this teaching that, game. That is, that is I'm, I can make that work. <laughs> I love the honesty. And, and my dad wanted me to coach is yes. what it was. Sure. And so then I got into it and 
you know, I just fell in love with love love with the job. The kids are the best part about it. It's awesome, dude. What are some of the pros and cons as a teacher? Uh, pros and cons: you meet great families. Um, I've been at my school for seventeen years now. Yeah. And the amount of families that I've had after year after year after year is what I love. That's awesome. Um, so you're saying like families have multiple kids yes. and you get to go and through you, the yeah, whole yeah. You, that's bond, cool. you bond with a lot of those families and students, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's what I pride myself on all the time. I tell everybody like. I like where I'm at because I know the families, I know the community, I know everybody. And, you know, that's probably the best part. And the relationships, you know, like I said, I've been there forever. So I'm starting to get to the point where kids are graduating, getting jobs in the real world. I run into them and meet them, and it's great to see them doing, you know, so, something so, they love. Some great so things, you teach yeah. seventh, seventh, eighth grade? Seventh grade math is okay. what I'm teaching. Okay. How many kids have you have gone through your class in your 17 years and now are teachers with you? Oh, man, you would say that one. Uh, I think we just hired another one this year. So we're <laughs> like probably like five or six that's of them. Awesome. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That was a great question. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Good for you. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's got to be cool to see that. I think, well, I tried to I tried to get one of the teachers to come over from a different building to our building because I know how good she is. And I'm yeah. like, we want her. Yeah. Like, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's dive in. Can we? Can I take that? Please. That, what you just said, because that hits me kind of hard. So, um, you know, we talked about. You know, I mentioned the whole situation with kind of how negative, negatively, the COVID situation, some of the policies affected pace, and just kind of the social aspect of school. Dude, one of the scariest things to me about that whole situation was I had several friends that were really, really good teachers that quit through that situation just because of the added stress and kind of the, 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 you know, the things are changing and moving constantly every day and you can't keep everyone happy. So, I mean, talk about that a little bit. What did you see through that period and how did it affect the teachers around you? Man, we're still seeing effects of it now. Like, I mean, yeah. what it's been for you, is it three or four years now? Uh, three and a half. Three yeah. and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I still think I see it from teachers all around. Like it is a stressful job. The last five years has been, it's been, a lot of work and you know we when i first started it was great i loved it loved everything about it but there's been times where you're just like man do can i real i thought last year can i do this for another 17 years i was like could i go be a car salesman and just do that or go be an accountant and do that but please don't do that. I know. <laughs> please don't do that, bro. And, and, but, but that sucks, right? I mean, that's uh, for me as a parent, from a parent's perspective, yeah. when you have, when you know how valuable good teachers are to see them being put in a position where they feel like they have to have that thought process sucks, man. It well, really sucks. It does. And, and the thing that we appreciate is, you know, the compliments from the parents and the students is what keeps you coming back every year. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I got a stash in my desk of just notes from past students that like, you're having a bad day, you take them out, you read them, and you're like, all right, this is why I'm in this career. I know this was a bad day. Tomorrow's a new day. We'll be fine. That's I mean, not for, not for nothing. Like, take a note. Take, take a note, right? Yeah. Like, if you if you like a teacher that your kid goes, you know, that your your kid has. Somebody or, that's impacted you. That, that's impacted you, your family, made, made a relationship yeah. with that family. I, you know, help your kid write a note or, or write a note yourself. Yeah. Because I just, what I just heard was when shit goes really bad, when it's a tough, tough ass week, a tough day, whatever. Yeah. I can pull that out and it brings me right back. Yeah. yeah that's what it does. That's the positive part about it. You know, today, today I sent out, you know, emails today and I got a parent email me back in the first three minutes and she's like, my child is so excited to have you this year. I can't even explain it. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm like, I appreciate it. That's cool. Have a good week. I'll yeah. see you in a week. I, I try to make a point, man. I think I try to make a point with you to let you know how much I appreciated what you oh, did. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause I'm the same way, man. A little bit of positive reinforcement yeah. is huge. And, and I feel like, unfortunately, man, people don't do it enough. It's like, just express some gratitude, yeah. man. It's like, it, there's so many people that, don't understand what you guys go through. I don't think. And, and, and it's an ignorance is bliss. Yep. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, I, I just mean. dropped my kid off at school and they're going to take care of it. But dude, there's a lot going on there. We call that daycare. What's, what's the most difficult, like in your time, well, well, Chad, what's the most difficult situation, like in a student to student situation that you've had, like in the classroom that you've had to deal with student to student. Oh man. Um, I think it's just trying to get kids to accept everybody, you know, all around. I mean, cause everybody, they got to realize everybody's different. Yes. And I always tell them like, I'm a chameleon because I always use myself as an example. Like I have a branch of friends that are very, very, very different. And you know, like some of them I'll hang out this weekend with this weekend. I'm like, you can be friends with anybody and get along with anybody and to get them to understand that because middle school is all about click what group I'm in, who am I going to associate with and it's get them like, you know, th there's more people you can be friends with that you just, 
you don't even realize. Yeah. So that I think that's probably the biggest thing is just to get them to understand that relationships can be created no matter well, how well, they're Let's circle back to COVID because I don't know that yeah, we, yeah, I don't sorry, know we fulfilled all of that, but, but how does that social dynamic, how did that, how was that impacted by COVID? I mean, test scores are one thing. Social dynamic is something else. And, and we all know that school is a place where you, you, you know, you build your social, you know, your EQ as much as you, as you build your IQ, right. Or but your, your intelligence. Absolutely. Right? COVID COVID was a, a real monster. I mean, for me, because I got stuck being remote. So I had to teach three schools that were remote. And for me, that was very challenging because I'm a relationship person. And if I can't build a relationship with them, like on that stage through that, they're not going to build relationships with their peers in their class. Right. So that was a big thing. And then what I've noticed like in the last couple of years is, yeah, we have, we have kids that definitely lack the social emotional skills from not being in the classroom during that time and during that COVID period, which like it's everybody, it's probably going to take two or three years for them to get caught up. You know, it's like, yeah, but two and three Dude. years. So, so seventh grade. They're in, they're in seventh grade in twenty twenty. Yep. Now they're in tenth grade, right? Yeah, be in tenth grade. We're, they're they're in tenth grade, right? So, they're going to graduate in two years. I know. That's the crazy. So, part so how about do you it. catch up? You, my personal opinion, like you know, I have my own children, and it's the parents creating, you know, that environment that they missed out of. You know, now it comes down to the parents having the, or creating those relationships to encourage the students to do that. And for me, it was getting kids out for sports. When we came back, let's get these kids back out for sports. Let's yes. get interacting with everybody, getting them out, participating in extracurricular activities, because that will help them build those relationships back that they missed out on for two years. Yeah. I want to touch on something, man. Cause I am, I think like you, you know, I've been in a leadership position most of my life on some level, which I look at you the same way, dude, you're leading a whole bunch of kids. That's our future, right? It's a, it's a big deal. I'm an energy guy. And part of my ability to, to motivate is, is that energy. And yep. the only way people can truly experience that energy is to like be there in person. And I think that's one of the reasons I connected to you when we first met, I'm like, I, I could tell, man, you're a, you're a motivator, right? You're an energy driven guy. I don't think people understand like how much you're handcuffed when that gets taken away from you. Cause you really want people to feel that energy and come along with you. Right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard trying to get kids enthused through a computer where they don't have to turn on their their camera, they don't have to turn on anything and they can just be there by themselves. And, you know, for me, like when kids come in my class, I want kids to come in my class excited and I want them to leave and be like, God, I can't wait for tomorrow. Like, oh, yeah, we're coming. Yeah, back that's awesome. Like that's, a great goal. that's the goal every day. That's a tough goal, but a great goal. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you got something on the tip of your well, tongue. Well, I mean, the performance, the educational performance has slid in the last three years. When now we see all of these, we, we see all of these news reports and, and you've got, you know, one set of media outlets criticizing, you know, the, these cities, another set of media outlets criticizing another set of cities. But it doesn't matter. The recurring theme is that test scores are down across the board. And I'm just going to read this. So uh, performance has fallen significantly since 2019, 2020 school year. Um, and that's obviously when the, when, yeah. when coronavirus yes, February, outbreak. Um, so 13 year olds, you, 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 you teach 12 and 13 year olds, yep. right? Seventh grade, yeah, 12 years. Right. Um, so an average, so uh, three years ago, it was two or before the pandemic, it was two fifty six out of 500 reading. And now, and two, 271 out of 500 in math. And that's now that the scores are two, two, uh, excuse me, it's 240 in reading and down, it's down, it's down 10% uh, reading and math. Yeah. Just across the board, uh, two, 270 to 262. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, right. it's down 10% just across the board. And that, that's a, that's what, the, what this is called the, uh, NAEP, which I'm sure you're familiar yep. with. Right. So, you talked about getting that social, you know, interaction, but how do you get that back? And I mean that, and that, and that's resources. I mean, that's like having the schools having resources, like being able to give those kids that need the additional help. And right now, you know, you're like, you look at our class sizes, we're sending a class sizes at 27, 28. And if you have, you know, you look at 50% of the kids that are struggling reading, which we all know reading, if you struggle on reading, you're going to struggle on multiple subjects. Cause if you can't read, the right content or read that level, it's going to be challenging no matter what you're doing, math, science, anything you're going to do. Absolutely. That's a great point. So, yeah. So that, and that's the part is we need more resources. We need more teachers. Like having a class size of 27 to 
18, 15 is a day and night difference. Oh, I like, bet. I mean, that is, that is completely different. And I think last year, last year, my biggest class size was 30, 31 kids and in one you, class. Did you have a teacher assistant? No. Oh my. No. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, and, here's, and here's the thing, man, you live here in Cedar Rapids, yeah. right? So dude, how, how, when, when in the time of living here, are our property taxes not increasing, you know, when are we not being hit with like, you know, bond issues? Special and, assessments. Yeah. Special. I mean, where, Chad, where the, where's the money going? That's hey, where's it going? That is a question. I mean, I, that's, you know, and that's the thing about it. More resources would help. That'd be a blessing. I mean, being able to just pull those kids out and give them, you know, another assistance of groups of five and help them, yes. that will help them come back. You know, and that's the challenging part. I mean, you get 55 minute classes and you have a class of 31 and, you know, I can't get to all, you know, 16 that need that additional help. But I mean, you do everything you can that you can't. You, you can to help them as any way you can. So, so basically what I, what I just heard was in the, in the three years since the, the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. right. Since schools kind of got locked down, got shut down, everybody yep. went remote. The scores have slipped 10% just across the board, reading and math. Yeah. Right. And you're, you're no better off today than you were then relative to resources. And in fact, you have more kids which stretch the resources even further. So not just, not just keep, not, not catching up, but keeping pace is even more difficult today than it was. Oh, years I will, ago. I will completely agree with there. The keeping the pace is like, you know, cause they still want you to have the same expectation as the year before. And I think that COVID really affected us academically, socially, emotionally, where, and like I said, like middle school, I really think it hit hard because kids were used to that classroom setting and then they weren't in that classroom setting. And even in the elementary, yeah. you look at elementary, you know, grades three and four, that's the prime grade of reading learning simple math and that stuff. And if they mess out on that, so now they come to middle school and they're already behind. Now they're behind two more years, three more years. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then then you start, you start dealing with some of those emotional issues, anxiety, kids get anxiety. They can't keep up in class. So they worry, right. Some depression, like you start dealing with other issues. I think that's probably the the biggest increase in the last five years of my teaching is the social emotional aspect of, the students that is probably the biggest issue we run into a lot now what what do we do what do we do man to improve that situation what's the what you know how do we fix it uh i know that's a that's uh, a giant question right but i mean it's a giant question just on on a on a high level what do you what do you see there i mean it it, i i look at what i can do and i'm a relationship builder and that's what i pride myself on is building relationships with those kids trying to help them that socially emotional but that's not going to get them all and you're not going to find everybody that wants to do that whether we get more counselors in the school system you know like we're a school of what 800 kids and we have three counselors you know, three counselors, that's, you know, 275 kids per one Those person. counselors can't remember all the names. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no. How, how do you situations? get to know? I mean, yeah. they probably don't even see some and, of those things. I think that would be a great area to start is like, let's just, let's improve let's get more counselors so we can address these kids. I mean, help these kids out and find ways to get them where they need to be in that aspect, you know, socially, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Again, it comes back to resources, right? That, that, that discussion of resources. And so, you know, being in a public school, man, and and this is, again, this is maybe a, obviously there was a lot of, uh, Iowa was a unique state. Like I traveled all over during the whole COVID situation. Right. And, the, and every place is different, right? Everybody's just changing things, doing their own rules. There's no consistency like anywhere I went. Um, you know, uh, just here in Iowa, it was fairly compared to some places we had, I think more grace in some levels than some places in the country. That being said, there was still a lot of stuff that changed here as well, but there was a lot of people that talked about the difference between private schools and public schools kind of throughout that whole situation. You know, what's your, what's your take on that dude, being in the public school system and then being able to see some of the private schools around the area and how they handle the situation. Man, I just think back to COVID and the public schools and everything, man, I remember when we do you remember when they like said that we couldn't congregate with a group of people? Like we couldn't, we couldn't yeah, even social hang distancing. out. Yes. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. even hang out with our neighbors that were right next door. And it was like, we were being shunned for that. And in, in the school system, we were like, we got to be six feet desk apart. And it was just like it's chaos. Yes. I mean, yeah. How do you even manage that? You know what I mean? How do you even manage that? I mean, and stuff. And with the private schools, I don't, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know much about the private schools and how they were operating. I'm a, I'm on under the, I guess I'm under the assumption that they're probably similar to us with like the social distancing, the six foot. I mean, man, did we even put, and like I said, I was remote, but I think 
some schools even put barriers up. Like dividers. Like, yes. Yeah. They were putting yeah. dividers. Plexiglass? Yeah, yeah. They were putting plexiglass exactly. around the desk. Like in the casinos exactly. at the blackjack table? Yeah. You yeah. Push it out. Can't even yeah. talk to the dealer? Usually it's yeah. the cash out clerk, you know, that has the nice, you know, bars in front. <laughs> Lord. You know, I'm trying to cash out my chips. Yeah, I don't know, you guys. I think the hard thing with all that situation was, I, I, you know, there's there's so much contradictory positions when it comes to these policies that are put in place. You know, in one hand, you go, hey, um, we want to make sure that it's, you know, it's it's freedom and it's my body, my choice. But hey, by the way, you have to do this and you have to do that. And this is how it's going to be. Well, what, what, which one is it? Right. And I think it's really confusing to me on like why we choose some of these paths and what the reasoning behind that yeah. is and where the hell does it come from? Because nobody's asking us, the parents, nobody's talking to you guys, well, the teachers. What, what, what the hell? Where's it come from? Yeah. Let, let, me, let me ask that. Let me go. Let me go there. OK. Right? Oh, Lord. So so we're three years behind. Let's just say. Yeah. Right. That's, let's a, good, just, that's a good estimate. Let's just kind of let's just kind of say we're three years behind. Our test scores are down. 10%, right? And you have less, it, probably the same amount of resources you did before, but you have more kids. So that, that resource has to go a lot further than it used to, yeah. right? Okay. So th that's kind of a baseline, right? So you've been a teacher for 17 years, correct? Right? So since the mid 2000s, have you seen parent interaction with you, with their kids, with the curriculum, with, uh, you know, parent teacher conferences? Have you seen that engagement increase decrease stay the same or, or how give us give us a sense of that no you got a great i mean you got a great question because i love this question um man conferences conferences if the kids like you you're gonna be full like i mean parents want to meet who you are because they're, they're like man my kid's exciting about learning right now i want to know what this what is this teacher doing that has all of a sudden turned my kid from sixth grade into seventh grade what they're doing um parents i personally feel we are seeing less parent involvement the more we get down the road um you can make a phone call home and some parents, you know, I'm old school. I'm from a small town, Northeast. You know, if my dad got a phone call about me at school. I was in trouble. When where, I got where, oh, where, yeah. where in the Northeast? Walk on is where I'm originally from. Okay. Walk on, Iowa. Yeah. Northeast yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Pretty easy. He's from Connecticut. This guy's way too fucking nice to be a Northeast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. And nowadays, like, you know, sometimes you make a parent phone call home and you're like, explain. And it's like, well, what did you do? And I'm like, well, I was hoping. Uh, we could find something to make a plan because I always talk to it with my own daughter, you know, my own daughter's in fourth grade. And I'm like, if a teacher calls me about her, I'm going to be like, all right, well, what are you doing at school that I can help do at home so we can eliminate this? Yes. Problem? How can, how can you teammates? How can you yes. further the process? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know? Some support. Right. Yeah. And nowadays it's like you either get that. Well, that's school. That's your job to handle. You kind of figure it out. Or, you know, you get a parent that's just like, you, you still have parents that are great and supportive and do everything. They're great. Love them. But that's 50%. There's that's, the other 50%. Awesome. You're saying it's, de it's declined. Yeah. I, I'm saying it's a lot worse. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the hard thing is, you guys, We I think we all know this and understand this. It's like this idea again that like we're just going to dump these kids off at the school and like they're just going to like, dude, it's supposed to be like, remember the old saying, it takes a village. Yes. It takes a village to raise kids. Dude, it's the truth, right? It and, we used, and we used to come from these big families where you had aunts, uncles, cousins, all these people kind of like just not liked it anymore. A lot of a lot of you see a lot of one, two, three children families. You don't have these huge families. There's a, there's a bigger need to have more support, I think, between the parents and the teachers and the parents in the school system. And instead, it's less. Yeah, and, which, I, and I think and I don't know. And I don't know. Like, I always wonder, is, is it because parents are working longer hours? Are they doing multiple jobs? Because if you look at our economy right now. I mean, a middle-class family is struggling to survive right now in our middle-class, in, in our society. Yeah. And you're seeing parents that aren't just working one job, they're working multiple jobs. So, you know, part it's of some like days- like the trickle-down effect, yeah, right? you know, like, some days I feel like I'm a daycare. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, that's insane to me that, so, so if you just watch the news, right? If you just watch the kind of the, the everyday news, what, I mean, what do you see when it comes to schools? You see parents- at school, you know, school board councils or whatever, school boards, school board right? meetings, yeah. and they're all going nuts, right? And and sheriff's deputies have to get involved, and it's this big thing, and yeah, people and are all freaking this, out. It's this massive, this massive, you know, you know, hyper, you know, parenting. Yeah. You know, I did kind it, man. I went, I went and spoke at a lot of school board meetings during the during the COVID but, situation. But what I'm hearing from an from a teacher who's been doing this for 17 years is that interaction has actually declined. Yeah, yeah. What they're doing isn't working. I think is the problem. So here right? again, we've so we got, got to the, evaluate. We've, we've got the media 
giving us one story where it's where it's fashionable and entertaining to make to make money and sell advertising, right? You know, for their commercials, and you've got a whole nother a whole nother story going on in everyday America. Absolutely, absolutely. That's insane well, to me. well, look, man, that's what we do, right? We got to make these situations exciting and scary, so, so that we can draw attention. Yep. And it's like every single time I think we pick that route, it's like, what about the good stuff, man? What what about the positive things that are oh, happening? Man, you know, wish what, news would show the positive stuff. It, like, it, right? I mean, like I started showing the news in you know one of my classes just because most of them don't even watch but then i start watching i'm like man it's all negative like is there ever a positive report about something anytime i find a positive like kcrg tv9 or something i'm, I'm like hey you guys check this out like here's a former student of mine look at this positive this is the kind of news we need yes and that's what teachers need to be showing kids well, and, and you said it, man, I, I think the, the little note, right? The note, the, oh, Hey, yeah. dude, the pat on the back, the like, Hey, appreciate what you're doing. The positive media, there, there could be positive media that brings some of that same level of respect to the teaching, you know, to teachers. And instead we're choosing to show parents getting pissed off and, yeah. and disputing and, and in a school board meeting and, and, about, and, about a gender identity policy right, or right. something. It's crazy, right? right? I mean, I just don't, it's, it's sad, right? That we it's, can't look at more of these disappointing situations. disappointing because like you said in the earlier part, like this is our future. Like mm-hmm. these kids are what's going to make our society go. Yeah, they're it, man. They are our country. Yeah, right? they are our country and the country's future. Yeah. And I think we forget that often. And, and we talked about this a little bit last night, which I think is kind of crazy that, you know, I've started to see this situation where when we start to veer away from like the basic ideals of school, which yep. to me is like reading, writing, arithmetic, science, you know what I mean? Like the basic fundamentals of schools and what we want these kids to walk away with, to have skills to be able to survive and get a job and be a productive part of society. They, we, it's getting diverted, yeah. right? There's all this diversion into these things that like have nothing to do with those yeah. key subjects in, in school systems. And I'm kind of like, why, what, why are we doing this? Right? Like where, where, why aren't there more people going like, dude, let's just get back to basics. Yeah. Why, why aren't we more focused on teaching history and math and English yes. versus rewriting history and, and dude and actually English and actually encouraging and, these right? kids like, to, what, there's, it, there's more focus on that and it's political more than anything else it, which it, we'll get to in a moment absolutely and you guys know like there needs to be more there needs to be more encouragement for the social aspect as well there's oh, a yeah. reason you know with social media dude, we didn't have this when we were no, kids man, right I, I always tell i always tell my kids every year i go i couldn't grow up in your era like, no like I no, mean, I feel media. lucky to be this. And old. I, always, I always tell the kids, I'm like, before you do anything, just stop and think. Like somebody's got a camera at any moment, mm-hmm. so just think about your actions there's before a, you do or, it, or before you press send. Yes. Oh That's man, right. yeah. There's yeah. another one every time. Yeah, Post. yeah. I mean, honestly, you guys, like that brings a whole another dynamic into the situation where I think the social aspect becomes even more important, and why you guys. You know, Mike and I talk about this on every podcast. It's like people are talking less and less to each other face to face. Right. And again, man, we kind of laugh about this. Like, I don't care where you do it or how you do it or who you do it with. But a face to face conversation is so much more valuable than people that are keyboard warriors that can hide behind that little machine and talk shit and try to to ruin somebody's life because they don't feel good about themselves. It's really hard to do the same thing when you're looking somebody in the eyes. Dude, we you see it everywhere you go. It doesn't matter what people people are always I don't know it's that's just it's sad I mean instead of instead of like trying to communicate with somebody about an issue you want to blow it up on social media and then you blow it up on social media and it becomes like this huge ordeal and it's like if you would have just stopped and had a conversation with the person it probably could have been simply solved well, well you guys like know too, there's a difference between being able to like you guys you can interpret somebody's feelings a lot of times in text and, and, and we don't even talk on the phone anymore, man. It's all text, no, right? I was so just like, say, we don't even phone you, call. You don't get like that energy that you nope. and I talked about as a, as a somebody who likes to like, because again, man, a lot of times I think it's like just misunderstanding. Yes. Chad, it's funny. Carter and I talked on Sunday for an hour on the phone. And I, and I said to him yesterday when I got here, I was like, I haven't talked to anybody on the phone for an hour since I was like dating in high school. I know, I know. I mean, it was still like the dial phone, man. You know what I mean? But you know, that's... Yeah, a lot of the kids watching this because they're watching you don't have any idea what that is. you got a good point though. Like emails, most people can't interpret emails. And that's like I always tell everybody, like for me, it's more important to call, like have that conversation on the phone than it is to send an email because an email can be easily misinterpreted real quick by just... A letter or anything. Well, I, and, par- I, and parents need to be—they need to be there to take that call. Yes, 
And, and, and vice versa, man. I think uh-huh. it's important, no, too, when you have teachers okay. that are willing to. Because I'll be honest, man. I mean, I've had teachers with my kids that really didn't show any interest in communicating, right? Yep. Like, it goes on both sides of the coin. It's like, dude, be willing. Be willing to have that conversation, whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. Be open-minded. Have a discussion. Do it in person so that you can actually get a feel for what's being said, not yeah. just misreading somebody's text or misinterpreting somebody's, you know, email. Dude, talk to each other. Right. I just think it would solve so many of these issues where we think people are so far apart. It's like they're really not, but you just don't know. It solves a lot of issues. I mean, I just think of many times like I've had my own personal experiences with a student, you know, and they may misinterpret something I say. And then I'm like, I always tell the parent, I'm like, well, let's come in let's sit down and let's just have a conversation yes. about it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'll be straightforward and just tell you, you know, like this is this is what I said. This is what I meant. Like, I'm there was nothing mean about it. I was just trying to be directive and help you. But you and help, and help your child. Yeah. Right. And usually right. it solves it every time. Like, oh, okay. Well, I understand how to approach your child now. I appreciate yes. you telling me. Or that could continue through email for six months and have yes. people pissed and, and people you, trying to, you know what I mean, right. thinking that you're, you're going back and forth. Awful. Right? Yes. Yes, I agree. So 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 your curriculum and what you what you teach every year, there's a there's a over overarching lesson plan and all of that, correct? Yeah, there oh. is. My bad. That's my okay. that's I, I forgot I had to go back to work today. You know, ah, so that was, that was school hasn't even started yeah. yet, man. Yeah, I, know, you to work. I, know, I know, I had to go back to school today. You should be golfing or something. I know, I should be. Uh, <laughs> actually I'd be taking my daughter to dance. That's where I'd be going. Okay, right all right. Well, um, I think we're how are we on time? We're pretty close. Oh, okay, we got well, a couple okay, minutes. Okay. Um what, 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 how much does politics and the school board and what they dictate to you, how much does that play into your teaching, what you put into a lesson plan, and how much does it alter well, what you want to do or don't want to that's do? That's the hard part, man. Like, right now, they just passed a new, they're, they're talking about passing a new bill where, like, we have to put our curriculum online so parents can look at it and whatever. And I'm like, all right, I'm teaching math. Like, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm teaching the stuff that's going to help your child survive. Like, here's the sad part. We don't even teach how to balance a checkbook anymore. And right. most and manage money. Wait, you used to? I used to try to teach them how to balance a checkbook, but how many people have a checkbook anymore? That's true, right. That's true. right. I mean, and I look at like I even go back and talk about coins and dollars, and I have some kids that couldn't even understand a nickel from a quarter, and those simple things. But like, we don't want to teach the basic things, like how to that stuff. But so it's I don't know. Now so, they want so what us. You, okay, we yeah, have to put ahead. everything online is what they're talking was what they want so parents can look through and i think it's for other subjects is a big issue because like if you go into like wellness or sure social studies yeah, where like you're you you're know t- you're touching on different you're yeah. touching on like different types of In things that can study, be interpreted yeah. well, how much has that curriculum been changed oh it's all across the board everywhere i mean our, our i think our curriculum changes some piece changes every year yeah. I literally think. It's never consistent. So do you, would you consider it advancement or rewriting? Uh, I, I don't know. Man, that's tough. I would say some is advancement, but I feel like it's rewriting 90% of the time, Jeez. you know? Yeah, appeasement of some, you some know, state just, funding probably, exactly. right? Like, that's difficulty. It's like, and, and you guys, I hate how... You know, we pay all these tax dollars, and that's speaking from my own experience, right? Because I've 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 been blessed, and I've paid in a lot of tax dollars, right? And and I and you guys, I've said this to you, Mike, many times, dude. I I've, I appreciate the fact I feel safe for my kids to be around town on bikes, or you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to paying the taxes and doing the right thing, and but you know, the school system is one place, man, where I'm really disappointed about how the dollars are being handled and where it's being driven. Like we're paying lawyers dude to rewrite these policies to try to appease a very small percentage of people and we're forgetting to like pay teachers and then we're and then we're wondering why like well we don't have the resource people don't want to get into teaching like dude why well, of course not like you're not incentivizing people to want to get involved and you know the sad part about that is i think we're going to be a huge teacher shortage in the next five years like you know I mean, that's why, and that's what happens. Class sizes go up. Mm -hmm. I mean, even subs, it's tough to get a substitute, so it's tough to take off a day of work. I mean, I still got to take my kids to the doctor and do other things like that. Yeah, you still have a life, right? Yeah, you know, and and the thing about it is, like, that's the scary part. Like, when I got in, there was a teacher shortage, and I think we're going to run into it again because, I mean, it's... It's hectic. Well, There's who chaos. Want, who wants to get into teaching when kids are allowed to fight in in classrooms and, and well, let's talk about this. You're, you're helpless to do anything. I, about I don't it. know if you have a, a discuss uh, if you know about this, Mike. But it, but one of the big discussions that I got involved in the school board with here was about school resource officers, right, or SROs. Oh, SROs, and they are there to essentially kind of be support for the teachers in conflict or certain situations. They, and a lot of times, do they even kind of turn into almost like counselors, right? Yeah. I mean, some of these people are they're they're law enforcement agents that they have a local contract with the Cedar Rapids Police Department. Yeah. 
And so they have an officer at the school and, and dude, a lot of times these people volunteer to do it because same, same reason that you get into teaching. They want to have a, a positive effect on the kids. Yeah. Tell us about, you know, that was a huge dispute here because we went through this big defund police, you know, discussion, all that was happening over, over a couple of specific instances happening in, in places in the country. There was this like, well, we got to get these officers out of the schools. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is the only way the teachers have left to have some level of support and discipline and some level, you know, so talk about that. Man. Along How with that, I mean, like, I don't even, they're great for support and help you like that because when you have issues, that's what you want there. But the other thing about it is they're building relationships with the police force you know they're building relationships with those kids where there's it there is an issue so now you got the police force building relationships with those kids if they have those bad experiences or make poor decisions they have that relationship they can fall back onto you know i always call it like making deposits You're, they're making deposits in the bank and then they're gonna wow, eventually yeah. have to withdraw it eventually sometime for some issue so for them i think it was a great way for the police force to help build relationship you know and I mean that. Yeah, it's tough. I, I think we still have some in Cedar Rapids. We do, yeah. I think yeah. it's a high yeah, school level. Is where it's at. Is where I think it is at. Yep. But I mean, it's something that would be something we should strongly consider down the road. But ultimately, it's less resources. It goes back to the same discussion, right? Less resources. And, yeah. and I remember the big argument was a lot of times was uh, they felt like the school was unsafe that they needed a school resource officer there, which. I struggled with because I'm like, if my daughter's school had a school resource officer, I'd, I'd love it because now you got somebody on site that's legally there. They can step in if there is that's an trained. issue. And, yes. Yes. And knows what they're doing instead of, you know, like counting on a teacher to do something because, you know, our, 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 our hands are tied to a lot of extent now with the Department of Justice and a lot of that stuff. So Absolutely. it's interesting to say. Don't say the DOJ in front of Mike. All right, how are we doing on time, Jay? Are we getting close? Okay, so just just real quick, you're a coach as well. Yeah. You said wrestling and? Wrestling, cross country, and girls track. Awesome, right? So, oh, so girl sports. So, so you know, cross country and track. Yep. Right? And did they, they wrestle too, right? Yep. Well, yeah. right now, girls have their own the state of Iowa has just sanctioned girls wrestling in the last year. Awesome. Yeah. So like, I'm really trying to push for the middle school to have separate seasons from the boys. Okay. Cause I think that would be a huge blessing for numbers and the number of kids coming out for, you know, sports. Yeah. So, so I like what's that. The, and I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot necessarily, but you know, what's, what's your, what's your, what's the school board or the school district's policy on, on transgender athletes? Um, they can't, so they can participate with whatever, Whatever gender how they, they feel, how they yes, how they identify along that aspect in that perspective, um, and a lot of times we just turn it down to the state because the state makes the decision, um, you know. And I think that's the biggest part about that because I know we had an issue last year. Like, there's no boys volleyball at, in our state. State of Iowa is no boys volleyball, and we we had a young boy that he wanted to play volleyball. And that was a big issue going across the board. And I kept telling mom, I was like, you're going to have to go to the state. The state's going to have to improve them, you know, to do whatever they need to do. You know, so he wasn't able to do middle school volleyball, but he did club sports volleyball for that perspective. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Yeah, those policies are going to continue to be in discussion, well, obviously. Well, they're always going to be in discussion. It's going to be more and more, right, as time goes on. I think that, uh, you know, we've talked about kind of normalizing some of these yeah. some of these aspects and what that means and what that looks like, and that's a whole other discussion that we can't get into right now. But yeah. I want to tell you, man, thank you so much for yeah. coming on hey, and talking. Thanks for having me, man. And dude, I thanks for it. Thanks for teaching. Thanks Anytime, for coaching. Um, thanks for what you do to kind of get some of these kids motivated, dude, and get them excited about hey, going to school. That's a, a huge, huge deal. I'm so. excited. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, today was day one back, and Jeepers, I'm already ready to go. I'm like, let's, let's <laughs> I love it, dude. Awesome. Let's, I love it. Yeah. Let's, let's get them in there. You're making yeah. me want to go back to middle school, which is a big deal. So, That's, uh, nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll let you get out of here. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Yes, we will. Um, and we'll be right back after Thank the break. Thank you, Chad. Really Absolutely. appreciate it. Yes. Appreciate it, man. Thank right, you, Chad. Man. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Always. Thank you all. We'll be right back. All right, buddy. We're back after the break. We are back. Mr. Chad Bacham. Thanks yeah. to him. Chad's a good dude. He's a great dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. Dude, he motivated my kid. Yeah. It's like, that's somebody that's impactful. You know what me. I love? Huh. Right toward the end when he was like, oh, dude, it's a, it's a new day. First day, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like yeah, he's, he's like pumped. He's, like he's pumped. Yeah. Yeah, I love to see that enthusiasm, man, from somebody that's having such a huge impact on kids. Yeah. It's a big deal, man. You can tell big he deal. loves it. 
He does, and, and yeah. And he didn't even want to get into it. His dad just wanted to do coaching. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of teachers are coaches. Yeah. Well, and I'm so, telling you, man, I'm thankful that yeah. he I'm thankful that he went down that path. He's, uh, I, you know, we, we mentioned it while he was here and we were talking to him. Like, we've had people that have had a, a profound effect, right, as teachers, coaches. Yeah. Um, I think it's unfortunate that a lot of those people probably don't understand how much of an impact they really have on a lot of kids. Agreed. Yeah. You know, not every parent says something or not every kid says something. So... I mean, if it's, ha- you know, it's, it's just, you, you can just tell, man, the guy's got a kind of an infectious energy, right? He's, he's, he's yeah. a motivator. He's, he's pumped up. I mean, one of the things I love is like first cross country meet I went to, this guy's running around just hollering, you know, just, and, and all positive, right? Yeah. All yeah. positive. You can tell yeah. he's a positive guy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, dude, just high, 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 high octane too. Like he, I love he, it. Oh, just, he, he, you know, we can tell the re- t- typical wrestling coach, right? Yeah, the guy's yeah, just yeah. a go, 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 yeah. you know, he's a grinder. Um, but anyway, so thanks to thanks to Chad Bachman yeah. for doing this. I think that was an awesome discussion. Um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you, man. Um, that so so two things struck me, uh, you know, in that discussion. Yeah, I'm glad some you of, I was about to of, ask some of the stuff I, I kind of expected to hear. But there were two thing two things in there that struck me. Okay, number, number one is what I said during it. I can't believe that the parent interaction has declined. Yeah. I mean, again, if you watch the news, if you, you know, look at school board meetings and all of this stuff that makes the news, it's like their parents are over-involved and school, school boards and districts are making policies to cut parents out. Right. They're making it seem like it's a, it's a big problem. So, so the fact that it's actually declining just in a, in a, in a, in a, in a place like this, and and I don't mean to stereotype it, but it's smaller town, Iowa, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's declining. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's bad. That's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that shocked me too. And I, I, I'm, you know, not to get too, too deep into it, but I think that's a lot of what the COVID situation did, right? It, it just kind of stopped communication amongst people on a lot of different facets. I mean, dude, it went to zoom meetings and, you know, kids are going to school through a computer and all these things are changing. Like, I need that human interaction, man. I need to feel that so, energy. So I he, want that. So does he. And, let, and let's not forget. He, yeah, he, he needs that to do his job to his capacity, right? And, and let's not forget that he's a teacher. Right. He's a human. Yeah, he's also he, a parent. He's a parent. He's a relationship guy, as he said two or three times. Yeah. Right? Like, this, this, whole, this whole, you know, well, it's about my child, and I'll do with my child what I want to do, and I'll interact when I want to interact, or I'll get involved when I want to get involved, and da, 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 all of those things. Right. Right? Like, hey, guess what? That teacher who you're either not communicating with or you're acting like a jerk to or you're not giving proper feedback or you're not helping them at home, right. with, you know, parenting for homework or whatever – that person's a human being as well. Yes. And at some point, because not all teachers are like Chad. Not all teachers no. have that high energy. Right. right. Some really love what they do and they're passionate about it, but maybe they don't have that energy or maybe they burn out quicker. Yeah, there's different ways to would. teach, right? There's different, there's different approaches. I get right? it. Right. Just like there's different learning styles, there's different teaching styles. Right? Absolutely. Dude, and, and that's a great point too, because, you know, some people that Chad may just have a profound effect on that he may not on other yeah. people, right? They may have another teacher that teaches in a completely different way and that's, that, that that's speaks okay. to them. But the important thing is that, that we need to understand. And then, dude, this hit me so hard and he was talking about like the little notes and, Dude, support these people, yes. support these people, teaching our kids, make sure that they understand how much we all appreciate. Cause, and again, I'm not saying you have to do this with every single teacher, right? If, if you have teachers that maybe you, you don't think are as involved or as, mm-hmm. as good or as or excited about their job the or well, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and that's in every, go, go that's in every emotions, industry, right? 100%. But you know, when you do find those people that really have something special, Please tell them thank you. Yep. Make it known that you appreciate what it is that they bring to the discussion because they're not being compensated extremely well yeah. for what they do. They're not getting all the resources, as Chad made it clear, yeah. right? It's like they're struggling for resources, struggling for help. Dude, the little things like saying, dude, I appreciate what you're doing goes a really long way. I, know. I was fishing with the resources. I wanted the, I wanted the pay thing to come up. But, yeah. I, but I didn't want to bring it up and, and, and he's be, a classy guy, dude. Yeah, he didn't want to bring exactly. it. He's a very professional exactly. guy. And I, you know, he didn't want to bring it. And, and right. you know, and I, that's, that's part of what I appreciate about the guy, but this kind of goes back to other podcasts that we've done and other discussions that we've had of at some point, dude, somebody's got to say something mm-hmm. at some point. And not to say there's not teachers out there hooting and hollering, like, Dude, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's correct. And the squeaky wheels going on. And especially the public school systems that in my experience, are are 
not the Mr. Chad Bockums. No. Right? He's, he's just wanting to show up and do his job and have a positive effect on kids every day. And guess what, dude? He's got well, he's got needs but, but, and he's got uh, opportunities to help do this job better that he that aren't being heard. Let's go back, shall we? Okay. Let's go back to Peyton's, you know Payson, yeah. Pay, excuse me, Payson's. Yeah, you can't um, say his name wrong. It'd be really upset. Yeah. Um it, let's go back to his concert. Yes. Right? And that writing on the on the yes. on the playbill, right? Yeah. And what did I say at the time? Whoever wrote that, they didn't write it for students. They didn't write it for parents. They wrote it for themselves. Right. Right. So you've got a guy like Chad. Yeah. Who makes my point like a hundred thousand times over. Yeah. He's there for the kids. He's not writing that blurb. Yeah. He's not drawing up a policy. Yeah. He's there for the kids. The people who are drawing up those policies, they're not doing it for the kids. They're doing it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another thing I love that he said, Mike, he talked about how, he, he the hardest thing that sometimes he he has to deal with or is challenged with is this getting children or getting kids in school to be open-minded understand yeah. that you can make connections even if you don't even if you're not in the same clique i think is what he said yeah, yeah. or you're not in that same really tight group like 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 people yep you can create relationships you can have these discussions dude you can you can be open-minded and understand and i love that he brought that up because this is what I think. I think you and I, and I'll speak for sure for myself, I fall into this category where, dude, people judge me. You know, people have judged me because I don't have a college degree. People have judged me because, you know, all these different things. Because I'm a white male that I was, they think I'm a privileged kid. You know, whatever, whatever the situation is, right? At the end of the day, man, I want to remind myself, and we don't, I don't know everybody's circumstances. What I do know is that if I am at least not open-minded in some level to have some of these discussions with people outside of my circle, dude, I'm missing out on some great yeah. people yeah. and some great feedback, some great opportunities to learn. I love that he brought that up, man, that that's an important thing for him from the social aspect of, dude, of school. He said you can be friends with anyone. 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 You can connect with anyone. Anyone. And it's so true, right? And how many times do we not even allow that opportunity to take place because we judge people? Well, I'm because, guilty of it too, man. Yeah, I'm not like 100%. pointing the finger all out there. But, like, I get it. But there's there's societal, you know, um, influences that, that, that push you one way to judge or, or, you know, to be judgmental one way or the other. Right. Right. There's also policy decisions yeah. to divide and to say that one group of people is less fortunate than the other. So we have to provide accommodation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the second thing, so that was number one. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, number one was just that, you know, I, it, it just, it just struck me that parents aren't as involved. Yeah. Sad. Number two is I, you know, I, I tried to dig around a little, right. I tried, you know, asking policy questions and things like that and it, they weren't really addressed, but you could just tell that it's outside of his control and he, right. it, he may not agree. And I'm not speaking for him by any stretch, Yeah, but I don't think he agrees with some of that stuff. I, I think the difficulty man was when he started talking about, even for, for them, like there's certain situations they have to like run up the flagpole Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the pace and band concert. You know, it's like, Hey, if you feel this way, send this email and maybe at six weeks, somebody will get back to and, you. Like, is this really the right way to handle some of these situations, yeah. man? Like, I mean, this- even, even the circumstance where, where the kid, the one boy wanted to play volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Right? You got to go to the state board and do all this other stuff. By then, the season's over. Right. So, That's, guess yeah, what? they do. The government so offices don't move so, quickly. So, it's next year. Yeah. I, and I'll, I'll never forget this. I mean, <laughs> I've made this joke before. Like, I wish I was him. We had a kid in high school who played golf. We didn't have a golf team. Guess what he yeah. did? He went to a rival high school and played golf for their team. Yeah. Well, we didn't have one, so it didn't matter. Right. Right. And I wish I was him because I wish I started playing golf much earlier in my life. Yeah. But, yeah. But like that, I mean, that's what that's that. Why can't they do that? Why can well, he said they got into a club and he said the Iowa doesn't have boys basketball, boys volleyball. Right. But yeah, there's a club. Right. So, yeah, there's go, an opportunity go, go right? through all of this, all of the, all of this rigmarole and all of the, you know, going through all of this state board and school board and all this stuff. For just to miss to miss out on a year because that's how long it's going to take for bureaucrats to get something done. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, man, it, it really it torques me that they're going through all these policy changes annually about curriculum and about posting curriculum and about yeah. visibility and transparency to curriculum. And dude, what we're not doing is talking about how do we get more teachers. Yeah. How do we keep these guys happy? How he do we make sure that the really good teachers? Yes. How do we make sure that the really good teachers that are having a really positive impact on our students feel appreciated? Dude, those conversations aren't happening. Uh, we, we, Why we ran, not? We ran out of time. One of the questions I had, and you, you touched on the private school side of things. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people back where I grew up who became teachers who I went to school with. Yeah. That a lot of them got lured away from public schools to private schools because of the compensation. 
Absolutely, yeah. And so does that happen here? I don't know. And I, I wanted to ask him, but we never got to it. Yeah, yeah. And but I would, that's a real, that's and, a real, that's a real I, problem I for public answer, schools, too. I would say the answer to that is probably yes. And, okay. you know, I've had a really big sticking point in the public school system here where at one point, and this has been years ago, and I don't know if this is still current policy or how this works, but, my, you know, at the time, um, we had, this is in the beginning time of starting to build some wealth, right? And so we want to give back and do something positive for the school system that our kids are going to attend, mm -hmm. right? We approached school, hey, what can we do? We'd like to make some kind of monetary. You know what they said? Well, we don't want it. We can't take that because it could put our government subsidy money at risk. I mean, dude, a private school is not going to say that. No, right? they're going to be like, hell yeah, dude, much. hell yeah. Well, where, where, hey, where, hey, where, hey where, what which, do you want to say? Which brick do you want your name on? I was gonna, and and yeah. by the way, you will even allow you to have a little bit of input on where the money is spent. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so where I, do you want to send your kid if you're going to, if you want to, if you want to provide I, or I just a, don't get it, Mike, I just don't get it. And, and, and again, we're, we have this teacher sitting here telling us, dude, we're so strapped for resources. We're so strangled for resources. And here I've been a person saying, Hey dude, I want to help. And, and I, I've been, Hey, I've been blessed. Yeah. I want to help. And guys, yeah, we don't yeah. really need your help. Yeah. Are you sure? Cause according to what I heard, I feel like maybe you do need the help and maybe right. we need to address that situation and why we can't take private freaking money into a public school system as a donation from somebody that just appreciates the fact and wants better teachers for their the, kids. For, 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 what a, is teacher, wrong with for that? a teacher or a school that had an impact on their kid. Yes. When they're, when I, when I actually yeah. have a conversation, they sit there and tell you, man, what the biggest thing is we're strapped for resources. We need this. We need, and it's like, it, we're, they're obviously not getting that from the government subsidy money. They're not getting that from our tax dollars. Yeah. So where the hell is it going to come from? Mike, something's got to change, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. And, you know, the same resources, more kids, mm -hmm. right? We're three mm -hmm. years behind. How, we're how are we going to catch up? Right. And parents are parents around the you can see that that, that bothered him. Yeah. Right? You could see that he's like, oh, you know, like that's that sucks, man. Like, you, you know, I, I don't know for somebody that takes a lot of pride in their job. Yep. It's hard to feel like you're handcuffed and you're not involved to get to, and be allowed to be in the discussion of the decision making, but you're left to clean up the mess. And he said, he said, you know, math curriculum doesn't change, but 90% of the other curriculum changes or it's rewritten. Right. How does history, how, how do you rewrite history? Right. How, I mean, that's crazy, that? man. Yeah. How I, do you erase the past and then rewrite it? I mean, I feel like it's happening. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. And, and, I think it goes back to hard discussions, man. It's like some people don't want to talk about well, like blemishes in our history because they're like, oh, this is a, it's like, dude, this is reality. Yeah. And, and again, man, we've talked about this many times. How do we learn from our mistakes if we don't just if be we transparent? If we write some, yeah, some weird story we want to tell and we don't tell the truth. And you've, and you've got a teacher here who is, who is telling us the reason we, the, the, the rationale behind starting this podcast was a hundred percent what we should have done because it's a hundred percent what he needs to do with parents. And it's 100% what kids need to do with each other. Yep. And it's 100% what people need to do in general is have more conversations. Have more conversations. Build more relationships and, and talk about things that, while it's sometimes uncomfortable, it has to be done. Yeah, I love it. Dude. I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah, so yeah. let me let me say this, dude. I think you've been doing this the last couple of times we finished. Thanks to all the teachers yeah, and all the people that are out there doing yes. their thing and helping these kids and doing it for the right reasons and yep. dealing with all of the BS that you guys have to deal with. Thank yep. you. Yep. Um, uh, teachers, I, guidance counselors, social absolutely. workers, yep. SROs. I learned that new term, right? Yeah. Principals, administrators, everybody yep. in the school system. Thank you. It's a, it's an underappreciated situation that's, that's right. going on in a lot of these schools. And I, I, I think it was great to have somebody like Chad come on who is really passionate about his job and wants to make sure that he motivates some of these kids to understand that, hey, dude, there's a lot of opportunities out there. And 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 I love what he said too, man. You know, he pushed Payson to get involved in sports yeah. that he had never been involved in. And that's a, you know, Payson is a pretty, you've met him. He's a pretty yeah. quiet kid, yeah. right? And yep. that to me is, that's, that's a huge deal, yeah. right? To Agreed. get somebody to step outside of their comfort zone, whether that be talking to somebody in a different circle, whether that be going out for a sport you've never played, mm -hmm. whether that be trying something in the classroom that you didn't think you were capable of. Those are huge, dude. Huge could, could, in, in, in our, in these children's growth that are our country. Yep. And I think that's just awesome to hear him talk about it himself and how it's, it's, that's his motivation, yeah. right? Super cool. When, when it comes to kids, we have to have the conversations. We have to get involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think that's Thank it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us and uh, make sure you guys like, share. Uh, big thanks to Idle Time Productions for all what these guys have done to help us get this podcast out to the public. Yep. Um, thanks to Mr. Chad Bacham for yes, joining us today. Indeed. And uh, we'll be looking forward to the next episode. All right. All right See man. you then, buddy. Let's do it. Take care. Thanks, guys. It has to start somewhere. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now?